Weird. Hey, hey, Aaron. What are you doing? I gotta go to the bathroom, Aaron. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't really have to. Hey, well, I just thought I'd talk over it like you always do. No, I usually sing over it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That wasn't bad. I think we can we can work with that. Hey, you are listening. Oh wait, wait. <clears throat> WNPC is now on the air. <laughs> WNPC. <laughs> this is the Weird Podcast. My name's Aaron, and I'm Craig, and we've got a whole bunch of weird stories for you tonight because that's what we do. Let's get through these podcast rules. Go real ahead. Quick. Number one, we're only going to tell you true stories tonight. Number two, if we talk about a bad guy, and he's only got two names. We got to add the name Alan. And number three, whenever we are speaking uh, as a person from another country, we are going to use their accent as best of our ability to make you feel like you're there in the story. And the last rule for tonight, only one official band name per episode per co-host. That's right. But first, Aaron wants to talk about uh, this animal skin business. No, no. It's pelt performance. Yes, animal skins. If you're an outdoors person or a sports person or if you just want to have uh, your legs feel better at the end of the day, you need to... Did you get that compression toque that I told you to get? Uh, The Sugan? No. The Sugan? No, not yet. (laughs) Uh, Pelt stands for Performance Equipment Leading Technology, and this company offers the best compression socks you've ever tried. They sell these things to hospitals. They sell them to therapists, uh, chiropractors, and you can get your own pair. Uh, just like our buddy Jason. Jason did. Uh, he said, get your own pair. Yeah, and get yourself a pair. Uh, go to peltperformance.com. Oh, I forgot this last time. Peltperformance.com. That's P-E-L-T performance.com. And when you check out, and you can ch- you can buy anything you want on there and still get the discount. They you got can buy what you want to. They you got can leave water your bottles. friends behind. They got socks. They got all kind of cool stuff. Peltperformance.com. Use the checkout. That's peltperformance.com. That's P-E-L-T performance.com. Use the discount code podcast. I can't believe I forgot to do that last episode. Yeah, you did. I I ruined it. And we're going to remind you, once again, podcast awards are coming up. So get ready. Get ready to vote for weird. All right. Make this album thing quick. All right. So I'm in the uh, I'm in the case. First story. Actually, in the in the Alpha Project, I'm all the way up to the case, which means you said you were in a cave. No, not a cave. In the Alpha Projects. And I thought that's not a nice public housing should not be referred to as the Alpha Project. I'm doing the Alpha Project where I'm listening to my my albums in alphabetical order and I'm up to the case, which means Lori had to sit through a couple of Judas Priest albums last week. She put her earphones on. You know on. Judas Priest doesn't start with a K. No, no, but that was before I got to the case. But the album of the week is Journey Captured, which was the first live album I ever owned, uh, and it's a fun one. It's a, a good one to listen to. But anyway, I got I got a whole bunch of Kiss albums coming up this week I'm really excited about. Kind of probably got about a dozen of those. So, Craig, it's Monday, right? All day. That means we're getting right to it. No we, flim flam. We're going to jump right into it. We're only three minutes in, and we're going right now because with we got we got we got to we got to do it. I want to hit it again. Okay. Top story: Justin Bieber challenges Tom Cruise to a UFC fight. All right, I've got something to say about this after you read it. Okay. It's the contest Ultimate Fighting Championship fans never knew they wanted on Sunday. <laughs> Justin Bieber challenged Tom Cruise to join him in the octagon to solve a problem so fiendishly difficult no one had previously bothered to think of it. <laughs> if a 25-year-old pop star stands 5 feet 9 inches and sells 150 million record r- records, attracting 106 million Twitter followers, why does he randomly decide to try to goad a 56-year-old movie star into fighting him? Needless to say, a calculation so onerous quickly won the attention 
of the very best minds in the social media platform. Uh, I want to find. I want to challenge. This is him. (laughs) Wait, is this actual audio? Yeah. I want to challenge Tom Cruise to a fight in the octagon. Bieber wrote, Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared. You'll never live it down. Who's willing to put up? uh, Who's willing to put on the fight? And then he tagged Dana White. Whoever Dana White is. Oh, fighter. Do you know Dana White? Yeah. Yeah, no. First, (laughs) why? Second, there are probably a few other reasons Cruz might reject this opportunity other than being scared. He might think a celebrity boxing match is rather silly or beneath him, for instance, or he might be busy doing just about anything else or perhaps preaching L. Ron Hubbard. That's right. He realizes that his best outcome from this is to simply is simply beating up Justin Bieber, which is something he probably didn't wake up Monday morning wanting to do anyway. As for Bieber asking who is willing to host such a fight. The answer is probably just about anyone with a backyard. <laughs> Literally. Yes. The Mission Impossible star has not commented on the throwdown challenge. Some stats. Bieber is 25 years old and 5'9", and reportedly 146 pounds. Cruz is 56, uh, 5 foot 7 inches. He's my height. And anywhere from 148 to 170 pounds, depending on what source you read. He's a little, uh, a little better shape than I am. What shape, would, everybody. What, what, what shape would that be? Round. Um, <laughs> round's funny. Circular. Yet, most seem to think Cruz, who regularly, regularly trains to stay in peak physical condition and does many of his own stunts in his films, would wipe the floor with the baby singer. It was a song, baby. Not he's a baby. Baby, baby, baby. Fighter Conor McGregor has offered to host. No, no, about, it's Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. Conor McGregor. Uh, and took aim at Cruz, noting the fight would happen if the actor is man enough to accept his challenge. That's right. Adding, does Cruz have uh, the sprouts to fight? Is McGregor from, is he Irish or Scottish? He's uh, pri- Irish. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that. Yeah, that's pretty ah, good. You did pretty good. Top of the day. Lucky charms. Oh, look at me. <laughs> look at the, come find my gold in the rainbow. I hope Conor McGregor hears you doing does that. Does Cruz have the sprouts to fight <laughs> like he does in the movies? You know, uh, Connor, that's why they call movies. They pretend. In other words, this is Cruz's mission. Should he choose to accept it? Who's your money on? Let's say that you were going to go to this fight. Oh, Cruz is going to beat him down. No way. Yeah, I think I think Tom Cruise would lose. I really do. I think Justin Bieber, for one, he, he's you got. A, you made a rhyme. Uh, Justin Bieber's got the height advantage. He's got the age advantage. But he's he's. I guarantee you, he has been training like crazy. Probably the last for this five one or thing. Six. No, no, just in, just him fighting. He's got a coach. He fights all the time. Tom Cruise is an actor. Sure, he does some own stunts, but they're not going to let him get hurt. I mean, he does, you know, stunts. Tom Cruise, whatever. Bieber, I think, would kick his rear end all over the ring. I really Hmm. honestly think Bieber would win. Bieber would, his secret weapon would be throwing a Bob Seger record. See if Tom could resist. (laughs) Just take those old records off. (laughs) All right, Craig. You know what we got? I don't know what we've got. You're not doing anything over there. We've got an update, but I don't think I... I've got the update theme. Here we go. Where is the update? Have you actually looked at the buttons? (laughs) It's out of place. I'm sorry. So are you. Where is the update? Give us the update. We want the update now. All right. We talked about New Coke last week. So somebody's done something about it. They've asked people not yet born in 1985 to try New Coke. 
And it went about as you would expect, mm. Craig. So it's widely considered the biggest marketing fail of all time in 1985, which was a fantastic year. One of the best years you ever. Can't, you can't say it's not. After sticking to the same sacred recipe for almost a century, Coca-Cola unveiled a new version of its eponymous soft drink, blindly titled New Coke. So, side note, yeah. uh, it's about drinks that are have come and gone or of the past. I passed a girl in uh, one of the store or the grocery stores. She had this really cool tab hat on. Tab? It was a pink hat with the tab logo. And I said, that hat is cool. Where'd you get this? She goes, she found it in a thrift store, found it somewhere. I said, that's better than the drink was. Well, yeah. But, but if you think about it, it, it had saccharin in it, didn't it? Yeah, that drink was nasty. It was bad. I remember as a kid, I would drink any kind of soda. Because yeah, we bad. never had soda. No, we killed bugs with that stuff. <laughs> and my next door neighbor's mom had some tab. I'm like, ooh, soda. But the hat ooh. was cool. The hat was cool. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't wear it. I don't really want to wear a pink hat. It made an appearance in uh, Back to the Future. That's the only pink hat you want to wear. Let me put it that way. That's true. There was a story this week about a... Uh, uh, Cubs fan. He's I think he's sixty seven or sixty eight. He likes, he likes baby bears. He wears um, a pink hat to every game, and he sits right behind home plate. And so the story finally came out that he wears that hat so that his wife will see him at the game and know he's not cheating on her. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to the new Coke thing. Just about every American of a certain age is familiar with what happened next. Consumers were so distraught by the new flavor that protesting the change became a cultural obsession. But what about the people who weren't born in 1985? But, you know, when that happened, I really couldn't possibly care any less. Not me either. I still drank it. I mean, I'm not going to drink a Pepsi. <laughs> right, right, right. So, journalists Brooke Lewis, Jordan Rubio, who were both born in 1992, and Julie Garcia, Julie. Julie Garcia, who was born in 1987, were told to come to the tasting armed only with the knowledge that they already possessed about the cultural milestone uh, they never watched unfold live. So uh, they had hoped that the blank slates, uh, with those blank slates, they'd be able to assess the soda, assesses the soda on its flavor merits rather than any bias they may have heard from its notoriety. You're you're a stroke. (sighs) I'm I'm struggling. And they were largely unaware of the legacy. While Lewis violated the rules and did a quick Google search ahead of oh, time. Oh, he should have knocked out quick. Yeah, they should have knocked out. No, you're done. done. Reporters are really terrible about having to know everything. You know, Craig. Uh, Garcia vaguely remembered the soda being mentioned in VH1's I Love the 80s. Rubio was completely in, in the dark. So Rubio didn't even know New Coke had ever existed. This is what Rubio yeah, said. It was, it was really weird in the grand scheme of things. He was born seven years after this happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said, I actually thought this was a new product coming out and not something from the 80s, which would make it old Coke, I guess. <laughs> That's perfect. So uh, they set up a reporter. Uh, they did the old Pepsi challenge right, with them. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. They set up a reporter with two plastic cups, one marked Exhibit A, the other Exhibit B. On TV, this is when the participants politely sip the first sample, think for a moment, and then try the second. No, you have to eat a little cracker. You have something to clean you the palate. you got to eat uh, oyster cracker yeah, uh, or saltine or something. To clean the palate. Cleanse the palate, Craig. Where are you going to find an oyster hanging around <laughs> eating a pack of crackers? That's the hard part. All right, that's mine. Immediately upon sipping the first cup, all three journalists' faces betrayed them. This was not something they liked. Can we say what we think about it? Ask Garcia. <laughs> no. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. You're not allowed. This is... Um, Lewis said, to me, it tastes flat. It just doesn't taste good. And Garcia said, I think it tastes like Pepsi. And Garcia was not a fan of Pepsi. Uh, who is? Straight up. Can I just say I don't like Pepsi? You've said it several times. And, and that's why I don't mind going 
Well, that's one reason I don't like going to Taco Bell. You, you don't have the option. Well, for I get Coke. Diet Mountain Dew there. I, I don't drink Mountain Dew. You do go to Taco Bell. Well, I. I <laughs> I don't drink sodas anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I don't mind going, but my kids so do. Lori does. Wait, you bring up a good point. Why are you complaining about this? You don't drink sodas. I don't drink sodas, but Lori and the kids do, and I'll get a soda when I get dinner. You personally are complaining about how much you hate Pepsi, but you don't drink sodas. Yeah, I don't even remember what it tastes like. I just remember not liking it at all. I don't know why you're complaining about it. You don't have a dog in this race. Can I finish my story? I wish you would. <laughs> of all the sodas I've tried in my life, this is one of them. Said Rubio, ever the diplomat. He paused for a second to add more empathetically. Yeah, it's brown sugar soda, water. Wait, wait, wait. Of all the sodas I've tried in my life, this is one of them. That's what he said. In Florida, you know, I might try it again when it comes out. I'm going to buy some just because. It's got to be better than that Pepsi Clear. Yeah, I, was nasty. Yeah, you talking about the cough syrup? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was licorice in a bottle, but I'm surprised I, I you didn't like it. I do enjoy licorice. You go know, to you know, the Dollar Trees all day long. I love licorice. Dollar, that's disgusting. Oh, it's good. Florida woman tired of living in Trump County. Oh, country. What is wrong with me? Now I'm stroking <laughs> out. Maybe it's spreading. Uh, start that over again. <laughs> Florida woman tired of living in Trump country stabs herself multiple times. No one cared. <laughs> that wasn't in the headline. A Florida woman has taken uh, was taken to a local hospital on Sunday after she allegedly stabbed herself three times with a kitchen knife, telling police that she did so because she was tired of living in Trump country. Well, why don't you move? move Suicide else. is not the answer. Don't try suicide. <laughs> suicide? Well, I'm not going to sing that Nobody's song. Nobody's worth it. <laughs> Don't try suicide. Nobody cares. I was going to start Nobody singing. gives a dang nabbit. I was going to start singing the theme from MASH, but then I realized that's yeah, probably not a good that's idea. That's not appropriate. That's not appropriate. Uh, officers found the woman outside her home with her face, head, and legs uh, with blood on them. When the officer asked the woman what happened, she lifted up her shirt to reveal three stab wounds on her abdomen that were still bleeding. The woman who has not been named, that's probably why she tried to kill herself. <laughs> Poor lady. She's tired of being called, hey, you. She said, our president has a name and I don't. I don't I'm tired it. of living yeah. under the country when somebody's got a name. Cop said, pipe down, you. <laughs> <laughs> Admitted to the officers she has stabbed herself because she was tired of living in Trump country and was tired of President Donald Trump being in office. Okay. What, what a well, weirdo. All well, she did was hurt uh, herself. Let's go from Florida down to Florida. Florida, this one comes to us from our old buddy Mark Patch. Florida man tells deputies the cocaine on his nose is not his. It's not mine. True man. story. Hillsborough County, Florida. A Florida man was arrested after deputies said they caught him with cocaine on his nose during a traffic stop. This immediately brings to mind uh, John Belushi uh, eating the the powdered donuts. Yeah, yeah. You remember? Passenger or officials with the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office said. Fabrico Allen Jimenez. I think it's Fabricio. Fabricio Allen Jimenez, age 20, was the passenger in a vehicle that was pulled over by a deputy. The deputy noticed Jimenez had a white powdery substance at the base of his nose, ran a test on that substance, turned out it was cocaine, positive results. Uh, Deputy said Jimenez had a small bag of coke on him. Not the new coke. Not the new one. No, cocaine. Deputies said that they also located a backpack that contained about 250 grams of marijuana and uh, 13 Xanax pills. Uh, official said Jimenez. Jimenez his name keeps changing every time you say it. <laughs> Jimenez. Official said Hominy Grits was arrested without incidents, but he admitted to tell the deputies. He admitted. He, he att- are you stroking again? <laughs> he attempted to tell the deputies the cocaine on his nose was not his. Hey, that's not mine. All right. Now we're going down to Florida. 
Yeah, that's not mine. That's not mine. I didn't put that there. These aren't my pants, officer. Florida man calls 911 to brag after fleeing traffic stop. <laughs> this happens in St. John's County, Florida. A St. Augustine man likely would have gotten away with ducking a traffic stop if he had not called 911 to boast about it. <laughs> Idiot. Nicholas Allen Carlman Jones. He has <laughs> He's four got names. Four. Yeah. Wow. 19 was behind the wheel of a white Hyundai Elantra that was stopped May 4th on West King Street for a taillight infraction, according to the St. John's County Sheriff's Office. But as a deputy approached the Hyundai, the vehicle did a burnout and sped away <laughs> out of sight. And that's where this story might have ended had the driver not called 911 an hour later to deliver what was as much a confession uh, as, as much as a humble brag. Okay, I want you, before you read this, I want you to just pause for a second and get ready to really appreciate the quality of the comedy that, that's about to come out oh, of yeah. the story. Yeah, okay? this is great. Ready? <clears throat> like, what do we pay you guys for? <laughs> just, he just got away from the cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wondered the caller who identified himself as the driver who ran from the deputy. Like, I've driven past four cops. <laughs> After some spirited back and forth, the conversation uh, ended, but not before investigators zeroed in on the caller's phone number and traced it to Jones, according to his arrest record, arrest report, rather. Awesome. It turns out that Jones's own, uh, Jones owns a white Hyundai whose tag number was one digit off the vehicle seen fleeing from the traffic stop earlier that day. He also had a warrant out for his arrest. <laughs> Deputies tracked down the vehicle the next day where they took Jones into custody and questioned him about the 911 call. A deputy noted that Jones was still amused. Well, sure. <laughs> that cop had no right to stop me. He told deputies, I saw him turn his lights and siren on. I was going to stop, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to, Craig. But the job, but the joke might have been on Jones. A, as a deputy explained to him, investigators didn't have his correct tag. They only figured it out once he placed the 911 call. That's funny. So I told him myself. <laughs> he replied later, adding, "No cop can catch me in my Hyundai Elantra. That thing's fast." I remember a comedian saying, "Hyundai's they won't they won't do seventy five falling." <laughs> <laughs> they actually have pretty good cars though. Now, actually, yeah, now. I, I had two of them. Actually, both of mine early on were really good cars. I had like an eighty eight or an eighty nine. Lori had a and then a I had Hyundai. a ninety or ninety one Hyundai. Yeah, uh, and then they just got fancy the past few years and raised the prices. Yeah, really. Yeah, high. they. You know, Toyota started the same way. They they had cheaper cars, uh, but then their quality shot up and the prices did as well. Your quality. <laughs> Headline is, passenger opens plane emergency exit, mistaking it for a toilet. Okay. He said, hey, y'all leave me alone. When you got to go, you got to go. What a load of crap. <laughs> a passenger on a UK-Pakistan flight at Manchester Airport caused severe delays after opening the emergency exit door. Don't they make those things like... You think they'd make them where you couldn't just open them in the flight? In flight, you can't open them. That's what I thought. I mean, shouldn't if there's a certain pressure or certain yeah. some sensor, or maybe if it detects that the plane's, for lack of a better term, speedometer, I don't know what they call right. it, says it's going a certain speed that that door I should bet not they call be it a speedometer. That okay for, for this for, for <laughs> why our, would they change the name? I don't know. It could be an air speedometer. A Aero speedometer. Spedermeter. Ario speedometer. Ario speedometer. Do 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 do. Spedermeter. 
All right. A passenger in a UK Pakistan flight at Manchester Airport caused severe delays after opening the emergency exit door in an attempt to reach the bathroom while the plane was still on the ground. There you go. If I'd have just oh, finished okay. well, the sentence. If you, if you would have quit talking. Good grief. Pakistan International Airports Flight 702 was due to fly from Manchester, UK to Islamabad, Pakistan, on Friday, uh, but suffered a delay of seven hours. If you're a passenger on a plane that's supposed to leave at noon, and, and a train is leaving Cleveland, and you're still sitting on the tarmac at seven p.m. sitting you, on the toilet, are you going to be happy? No, I'm never happy because this clown opened the emergency exit. There was a clown. Forty passengers were offloaded uh, following the incident, during which the exit slide deployed automatically. Now that would have been funny. A spokesman for the airline told CNN the passenger had opened the Do you door. Think the inflatable co-pilot was deployed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking it was the bathroom, uh, but all passengers were safe. Manchester Airport declined to comment on Friday night's incident. Uh, in this past May, an elderly passenger was arrested and detained in eastern Chinese province of Shandong for endangering the safety of an aircraft after he tried to open an emergency exit as the plane sat on the ground. Are people just sitting around looking for something to do? I must be bored. In an apparent attempt to beat the queue to disembark... Oh, so he was... They had, oh, he went out. They had landed, and he was just trying to get Come out of Get me out of here now! The passenger, identified by his surname, Song, opened an emergency door near the seat after his flight landed. And if... You know, that's like... I guess he's like in a restaurant. If you see an exit, you could take it. And maybe he just saw, he didn't see the word emergency. Or he was self-absorbed and wanted out before anybody else. Or maybe he'd been drinking the sake on the, Ooh, on the flight. Yes. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, anyway, uh, and in February last year, uh, one of the emergency exit doors fell off a Dana Air Pl- Airlines plane. Well, by the way, isn't sake Japanese? Well, he's turning Japanese. I really oh, think so. Oh, really I really so. think so. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Ola Orkurin, oh, a sure. doctor from Lagos tweeted that the exit door fell off the Nigerian airliner as they touched down on their uh, 6.48 a.m. flight from Lagos. Man, I had a hard time getting through that one. Uh, Some of these stories are so weird they're hard to get through. Some of them are. Hey, you know what time it is? It's time for the Mark Patch Top 10. This is a fun one tonight, Craig. Oh, this is going to make me vomit. (laughs) Top 10 most disgusting things found in fast food. Yes, this is going to be a good one. And you know, sometimes we have a top 10 list that needs no explanation. We'll just go through it. These need explanations. So you may have noticed we started the top 10 a little early tonight. That's to give us some spare time to get through the explanations. So, right. Top 10. So don't run away. This is going to be a little bit longer and usual to fill in our time. You're not going to be cheated. Top 10 most disgusting things found in fast food. Yeah, I think I heard that somewhere. Yeah, top number 10. Number 10. And I'm thinking this isn't the kind you hammer into wood. Number 10, a nail. You're wrong. In- <laughs> Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In 2010, a Swedish man went to a McDonald's and ordered a hamburger. When he was eating his burger, he felt something sharp in his mouth. Not realizing what it was, he took another bite and felt more pain. He reached in his mouth and found a three-quarter three-quarter inch nail that became lodged into his tooth and gum. This is why I wonder if it's a fingernail. Three-quarter inch. And said he threw up. And decided to boycott the fast food giant. <laughs> if it was a if it was a carpenter's nail, I would be like, okay, that's gross, right? But he it sounds more like he pulled out a three quarter inch fingernail. Well, maybe it was. But I that, don't know. That's why you would vomit because three quarter inch. That's a pretty big fingernail, though. Yeah, yeah. Think, think about some of those nails, though. That's true. Ah, oh. 
I thought it was like a nail that you'd cl- I don't, nail I just, into wood. I just, well, I just don't think he would throw up over like he, that's true. Over like like yeah, and if if you bit into a metal nail, you're gonna know instantly. Yeah, and you're not gonna be quite. I'm not gonna be immediately going to vomit. But if I look in there and I found like a fingernail. number nine you know what's happening next i hear you number nine top 10 most disgusting things found in fast food number nine a band-aid now this happened at a pizza hut in new york where ken was uh ken wazowski ken w ken wazowski ordered a large supreme pizza well ken couldn't finish the entire pizza so he saved some slices for leftovers which we all do when he grabbed a cold slice and bit uh bit in a bite when he noticed a strange feeling oh good mouth. grief the last line <laughs> it turns out craig a bloody blue band-aid was baked into the crust that's almost a tongue twister bloody blue band-aid baked into crust sounds delicious i bet he threw up t- <laughs> tonight's craig's band's my band name for the night bloody blue band-aid that's a good one Oh, my gosh. Number eight of the top ten most disgusting now, this, things. This isn't really disgusting, but it is kind of scary. Painkillers in 2008, uh, 2010. Why would I say 2018? Because I'm on painkillers. Pain <laughs> a Burger King employee was arrested because he was putting painkillers in people's sandwiches. A customer noticed this when she ordered a chicken sandwich and bit on something hard. She spat it out, and it was a blue pill. She took it to a fire station because she thought it was on fire, <laughs> and they identified it as a powerful painkiller hydrocodone. hydrocodone. Oh, wow. That's serious stuff. And another customer found another painkiller in his fish sandwich. Uh, needless to say, the Burger King employee was arrested and got five years in jail. Wow. Number seven, and if you've forgotten, this is the top ten most disgusting things found in fast food. Number seven, fast food. No, no, no. Yeah. Number seven. Actual food was Actual found. food. Number seven, a chicken heart. A man went to KFC in Australia <laughs> and ordered a chicken meal. To his surprise, he found a breaded chicken heart in his... How did he know? He took a picture of it. Was, it was beating. <laughs> he took a picture of it and complained to the news and KFC. Okay. Number six. <laughs> Number six of the top ten most disgusting things found in fast food. Number six, human skin. In 2005, David Scheiding went to an Arby's in Ohio and ordered a chicken sandwich. Uh, After a few bites, David noticed something unusual about the meat while he was chewing. He reached inside, pulled out a a scrap of bloody human skin. <laughs> he complained up. to the manager. The manager admitted that he cut himself <laughs> while shredding the lettuce and didn't notice that a chunk of his thumb was oh. in the green lettuce. The customer stormed out and the manager said, no skin off my back. <laughs> but, it, but it is off my <laughs> hand. Off my hand. That is disgusting. Oh, these are not in a good order either because that's more disgusting than number five, I would say. Number five is just weird. Top ten most disgusting things found in fast food. Number five, bullets. A bullet from a Valentine. In 2004, a woman went to Costco and ordered a hot dog. Well, that's your first problem yeah, right there. Was there. Your, you, made, you knew what you did. She bit on something hard and pulled out a 9 millimeter bullet. At least it didn't go off. I bet it had been shot. I bet somebody was shoot, at some point shot at the It had been just a case sh- It would have just been a casing then. No, no. I mean, like, it shot into the hot dog, like, fired at a oh, case. Oh, I you don't know. know. 
to make the situation worse, she was having abdominal pains, abdominal, like the snowman, the abdominal snowman. And when she went to the hospital, they discovered she had swallowed another bullet inside the hot dog. She she must be eating it, like gulping it. (laughs) She was hungry. Number four, fried mice. In 2003, a Popeye's in Baltimore was shut down for health violations. The reason? Too many mice. While Tony Hill was eating his chicken, he discovered a tiny mouse had fallen into the deep fryer and was crisped. Thankfully, Tony didn't bite down on the chicken. Well, it wasn't uh, chicken. It was a mouse. Oh, uh, that's... I'm getting Come a on, let's get through this. Number three. We're up to top three of the top ten most disgusting things found in fast food. No, we're number four. No, no number three. Number three. A finger. Okay. Unfortunately, in 2005, a Las Vegas lady went to Wendy's and ordered some chili. To her horror, she found a human finger in her chili, but nobody in the kitchen was missing a finger. It so, was, Craig, it, it, we, it was Vegas. We have a mystery here. And how, I'd like to wonder what the meat was made out of. How did that finger get in the chili? Well, we got an answer here. Six weeks later, they found out that the finger belonged to a man who had an accident at his work. But wait, here's the plot twist. Are you here's ready the, for here's this? Here's the finger twist. Yeah, it turns out that the lady's husband was given the finger so the couple could cook up a nice lawsuit towards Wendy's. Uh, needless to say, the couple were charged with attempted grand larceny. So that one was a setup, but it was still a disgusting thing found in the food, even though they gross. put it in there. Okay, number two of the top ten most disgusting things found in food, restaurant food. A syringe. Yeah, that's pretty in disgusting. In 2001, Angelina Cruz went to Burger King in Queens to get a breakfast sandwich. When she was chewing, she felt something hard hit her cheek and spit the bite out. What was in her half-eaten sandwich was a needle tip on a syringe. Unfortunately, Cruz was terrified of the prospect of catching a disease from the medical waste, so the damage was already... Well, who wouldn't be afraid? Really, I'd like to hear the ending of that. Did she die? I hope not. I hope not, too. Number one, the number one most disgusting thing found in fast food, a chicken head. Somebody in the world somewhere is going, oh, that sounds pretty good. (laughs) In 2000, Catherine Ortega... Bought, Did you say Catherine? Yeah, Catherine Ortega. Catherine? Catherine. We've gone through this before. Ortega bought a large order of chicken nuggets from McDonald's. First mistake. Is so she can feed her kids. So a large order of chicken nuggets is the 20 box. 20 pieces of nuggets. Uh-huh. Uh, but is, Craig, is a chicken head even grosser than what's normally in chicken nuggets? I'm not sure. I don't think so, because it's actual chicken. She then discovered a full batter chicken head in the box. It was the full thing, beak and all. Yep, everything. The I whole, remember the picture. The whole thing. I remember the picture. Picture. Okay. Well, now everybody's lost their appetite for dinner tonight. I'm saying that was actually a pretty decent top ten list overall. It actually wasn't. Was that from that uh, from the top ten? That was from the top tens.com. Which one? The top tens. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Well, we're done here. Hey, thanks, everybody. Episode 285 in the can. I'd like to say hi to my pops. <laughs> you too, huh? Oh, no, I was being you just then. You can say hi to my pops. Yeah, hey, pops. Hey, pops. Happy uh, birthday, Miss Bay. Yeah, and thanks, uh, thanks, pops. We had a good time on uh, Father's Day. Good stuff. Can I call her Miss Bay? Sure you can. You can call her. Just don't call, call her late for supper. <laughs> she call me whatever. Just don't call me late for supper. You took my, you took my joke. Step off, eh? Hey, beauty. All right, we're packing up. Getting ready to head out of Lee Berry Studios. Hey, get the stretcher, Fletcher. Who said that? Fletcher? <laughs>